This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Inside Hong Kong with Claire Huang on Money FM 89.3. This is prime time on Money FM 89.3. Hong Kong health officials are warning of a fifth wave of infections and the city is fast approaching its capacity to handle COVID-19 cases. Yes, so in response to this, officials have announced tightened measures, unsurprisingly, for the first time in almost a year. Mm-hmm. And this has sparked a surge in Hong Kongers getting their first dose of the vaccine as the city's population has typically been quite hesitant with getting the jab. Joining us on the line now to share more is Claire Huang, Hong Kong correspondent at The Straits Times. Claire, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Claire. A busy day, a busy week, a busy time always for you. Lots to catch up on. And yes, we understand yes, that is. there's a press oh. con happening or just taking place. What's the latest? Yes, Chief Executive Carrie Lam is now giving an account of her preliminary investigations into how a bunch of politicians, government officials were linked to a possible cluster. This is because there was mm. a celebration, but the celebration held in one child for principal liaison officer for Hong Kong at the Shenzhen Tianhai Authority. His name is Whitman Hong. He has said that he did does not have the virus, he's tested. So an attendee was found to preliminary positive. At the birthday bash, we had over 100 people, including Police Commissioner Raymond Siu and Home Affairs Minister Casper Sui, and many other civil servants and politicians. So family members of the lawmakers, their staff from the respective Legislative Council offices have undergone COVID tests. And Mrs. Lam, just minutes ago, said that, you know, there were 10 colleagues, 10 of her colleagues attended the party, including Home Affairs Secretary um, Casper mm-hmm. Sui, who will be sent to Penny's Bay for quarantine. So that's still developing. Claire, was, did that actually break any restrictions in place or was all that above board, this gathering? It's understood that this was above board because okay. as you know, Hong Kong, before they announced in recent days, they've announced the tightening of rules, right? Mm-hmm. So basically before that, big events were allowed. Right. Okay. Yes. So that's kind of dominating the headlines at the moment, this press conference. Yes. We've seen, of course, reports today that Hong Kong fast approaching capacity has been one of our headlines this afternoon. What is the update on that? Because it was looking like the capacity and those hospitals are filling up. Which is why, you know, the government has decided to act quite quickly as compared to other instances, right, where they would do a phase tightening. But this time around, they're just going right back, no dining in after 6pm. Mm. So they, the officials are worried because, you know, the Penny Bay, the quarantine facilities are filling up fast. You know, we have got a few clusters at the moment. It's growing. So authorities are scrambling now. Can you give us an update and details on those restrictions, Claire? And what's been the reaction in Hong Kong after nearly a year of relaxed measures? So this week, Hong Kong not only ended a three-month zero-case streak, but also we have Omicron clusters detected. And this reflects the fact that the officials, they're moving so fast, reflect mm-hmm. the severity of the situation and that the vaccination rate here is not optimal. So for two weeks until January 20th, all major events will be cancelled. There must be no unnecessary gatherings. And that starts the 7th. So dining-in services will end at 6pm. Patrons at a table, depending on which category you are in, and that depends vaccination levels will be between two and six. It'll be half to two and six. More than a dozen types of venues, karaoke, bars, pubs, cinemas, game arcades, beauty parlors, gyms, museums will all be shut. And because of a surge in imported cases from January 8th, which is Saturday, 
until the 21st, inbound flights from eight countries will be suspended. These countries include United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Pakistan, Canada, things like that. And also, right now, there's a lot of unhappiness going on between the businesses and the government policies. Presumably, you said two weeks there, they're trying to get this knocked out before Chinese New Year. I mean, that's what it appears to be. Yes, that's right. So initially, plans were announced to widen the vaccine bubble. So under the vaccine bubble, basically, it was a way of getting people here to go for their jab. So under those plans, people could not go for, you know, the seniors love their dim sums here. So they can't go for their dim sums in the cha chan tanks. They, you know, people cannot go to the wet markets and mm. things like that because you have to have a vaccination mm-hmm. record. And that was supposed to start by early, I mean, this month. But then after, I think the food and beverage uh, industry presenters lobbied the government. They had an emergency meeting, right? Then this was postponed till February 24th after the Chinese New Year. But that's because business will be greatly affected and also Mm. time is needed to get people to go um, for their jabs. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Claire, you've repeatedly mentioned the importance of vaccines um, in this conversation. And we have seen an increase in the number of people, an uptick almost in vaccinations this week. Does this rise in vaccine demand show progress is being made on that front? Well, progress is finally being made because the rule, there's the new rule to ban unvaccinated folks from mm-hmm. places that will affect their daily living, right? Going to beauty salons will become a problem. Similar Perhaps to Singapore. A, you know, this is a city that has a population that is averse to vaccination and also to the government policy. So this is the only way, probably. And experts, you know, here have admitted that Sinovac doesn't quite work as well as Biontech. So they're asking vulnerable folks to go for the latter. So getting those who took Sinovac jabs earlier to go for booster jabs. But if you look at the demographics, the older residents and those who need to travel to the mainland, they prefer Sinovac. Another possible explanation is that they have heard too much negative news when, when beyond tech, the adverse effects of beyond tech. So they feel that some taking Sinovac perhaps could lower those chances. And that, of course, the experts have corrected this and said that that's not true. We've also heard, Claire, about suspension of cruises to nowhere in Hong Kong two weeks after there was a ship that carried thousands of people. It was ordered to cut sailing short for an emergency passenger testing. Nine people were found to have close contacts in an Omicron variant outbreak. Now, how was the ship linked to the potential fifth wave and what impact will this have on a very badly damaged industry already? Well, the clusters are just growing as we speak, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it starts with 28-year-old Cathay Pacific flight attendant. She came back from the U.S. and she had Omicron. She passed it to her mom, who's a 62-year-old unvaccinated woman. And then her mom bought a dance group cluster as well as eatery clusters because she went to Victoria Park. I think it was during sometime around the New Year's Eve. She danced with some 20 people. Some of the 20 caught the virus. You know, relatives of two of the dancers are suspected to be infected. And then the woman visited a friend. The friend's helper got infected. The helper's employer, which is the friend, and eight other close contacts then went on a cruise. So that's how the cruise ship came in into the picture. So health authorities on Wednesday had to order the Royal Caribbean Cruise Noah ship 
carrying 3,700 people to return to the port for tests. Everyone, the good thing is everyone tested negative. There is a separate restaurant cluster that is sparked by a Cathay crew member who breached the three-day self-quarantine and went an eatery in Kowloon Tong. So now in that cluster, there are at least eight people. We're speaking with Claire Huang, a Hong Kong correspondent at The Straits Times. Claire, just shifting gear now to something a little bit more business-focused because potentially more positive news for Hong Kong IPOs. Yes, so companies seeking Hong Kong listings are not required to seek approval on data security based on the regulations that were finalised on Tuesday. And this notable change from a related November notice when the mainland watchdog basically mentioned that Hong Kong listings specifically as requiring scrutiny that involved matters of national security and also employed the term, quote, overseas, unquote which is often used to describe Hong Kong. So this has revived hopes that companies seeking uh, Hong Kong listings will not Mm. automatically be required to undergo a formal data security review. And of course, this will be a boost to Hong Kong's IPO scene as mainland companies, you know, delisting or moving away from the US comes to Hong Kong to list. Claire, it's been a very busy week in Hong Kong. A lot on your plate. We're going to let you go. Thank you so much there, Claire Huang, Hong Kong correspondent for The Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.